Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, thank you for tuning in. We want to welcome you back to this podcast. We're so thankful that you have chosen to listen to us and embark on this new season with us. Thank you to all of you who have subscribed um, to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Again, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Google Google Podcasts, Podcasts, all of them. them. So make sure that you subscribe, make sure you spread the word and continue to just tune in, um, you know, to these episodes and to these great conversations that you know we are having how are you doing today yeah doing great excited to you know be back in the swing of things you know as we mentioned in our last episode you know it's important that you do subscribe because things will be popping um up here and there uh a little bit sporadically maybe but you know we definitely want to get as much content out to you guys as we can and it may not follow a normal schedule as always so you know it's important you get the notifications so that you know what's going on you know so that's very important yeah, and um, this summer, August 23rd, another Christian uh, movie is released, or faith-based film, right? <laughs> Again, our last episode, we spoke about assumptions. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we are not, again, feeding the assumptions that all Christian movies are whack and horrible <laughs> and low budget, right? Uh, we want to go out and support these faith-based films. The movie is called Overcomer, and um, it's... basically revolves around a high school basketball coach and his team uh, facing an uncertain future when their town's largest manufacturing plant shuts down unexpectedly. People are moving away and the coach agrees to coach cross country, a sport he doesn't even like. His outlook soon changes when he meets Hannah Scott, an unlikely runner who pushes herself to the limit. And the movie is inspired by the words and prayers or John is inspired by the words and prayers of his new friend. And he begins to train Hannah for the biggest race of her young life. Mm. So it kind of has that athletic feel. Right. Uh, For those of you who may like, you know, track and running. This seems like it's definitely going to be along those lines. But again, it's just another movie, another opportunity for God to be out in the forefront. Yeah. Um, If you remember that movie from a few years back or many years back maybe at this point facing the giants yeah yep right we have the main actor from facing the giants he's in this movie um it's from the creators of war room war room was another great movie that did very well and um courageous i think they were part of courageous Courageous yeah fireproof or um i'm not too sure but all uh, those movies were kind of along the same lines had similar actors and they kind of overlapped um in them and it also features priscilla shire and uh, some of you may know her from, you know, she as a preacher, but you may see like her Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, clips and preachings come up on your social media. So uh, definitely it's a movie that you want to go check out. Um, it's coming out August 23rd. Again, you can make it a group thing. You can make it a church thing, whatever you got to do. Just, you know, you want to go and check it out. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side or on the other end of the spectrum, there's another movie coming out in August as well, uh, which has to do uh, loosely with a podcast episode we released. I believe it was our first episode of last season of the Snake Church. There's a movie that's coming out that is um, 
around the idea of the snake church um not that specific one from the article uh but the synopsis of the movie is deep in the appalachia pastor lamiel childs presides over an isolated community of serpent handlers an obscure sect of pentecostals who will willingly take upon venomous snakes to prove themselves before god as his devoted daughter mara uh, prepares for her wedding day under the watchful eye of hope slaughter a dangerous secret is unearthed and she is forced to confront the deadly tradi- traditions of her father church so this is a scary movie it's a it's a thriller type yeah. movie thing or whatever um and uh, one of the things that i was um i had mentioned to you before was the um creepiness yeah that they the angle in which they take you know i think that when we spoke about the snake church um in uh the last uh, last season you know we just spoke about the um a, a like it not being biblical but also the danger of like the like frankly like the 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 not smartest decision to be handling a venomous snake, how that's, right. you know, that's dangerous and, you know, that's putting yourself in danger and putting others in danger as well. You know, we mentioned how people have died. Preachers and pastors have died because they've gotten bitten by the snake. And by the time they got the help, it was already too late. Uh, but with this movie, it 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 definitely highlights the sinister um, aspect of what uh, we sometimes stereotype a snake to represent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what that encompasses and what that means. And I do find it interesting that that is the angle in which these creators decided to take this movie. You know, it's a movie based on a quote unquote Christian Pentecostal church, but right. in the sinister angle. And I was yeah. like, that's interesting. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. And we need to really make sure this doesn't happen. But, you know, a movie like this will probably get more traction and promotion yes, than yes, Overcomer. Yes. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of, you know, what uh, we are dealing with. So yeah. that's why we want to make sure we support, you know, these faith based films. But there were so many problems, you know, not only watching the video. I think if I would have watched the video, um, the trailer, the trailer, right, for it uh, first, it wouldn't have been. Or I did actually watch the trailer first. So it, it was shocking, but I don't know. For some reason, it didn't really connect to, you know, crazy with me. But mm-hmm. now reading um, or hearing the, you know, the synopsis of the movie, there's so many words in there that really does strike me and doesn't sit well with me. The mm-hmm. fact that, you know, they say an obscure sect of Pentecostals, yep. right? Because these are terminology terms that people know. People hear of Pentecostals, yep. right? They have their assumptions. They have their stereotypes already yes. set. Yes. And now we're making it even weirder by mm-hmm. saying an obscure sect of pentecostals right who take up willingly take up venomous snakes so like they're doing this because they want to yeah makes it even weirder right to prove themselves before god mm-hmm. so if i'm coming into this not knowing anything about god not knowing anything about faith and christianity immediately i'm being introduced to this idea that i need to prove myself before god mm. right that i need to do something so god looks at me and doesn't either punish me condemn me or look at me as like this irrelevant human mm-hmm. right that idea i don't think is a good idea to project and then you know the fact that you know this daughter is getting married right she's preparing for her wedding day and it says a dangerous secret is unearthed <laughs> as she is forced to confront the deadly tradition of her father's church mm. and i think church and tradition and secrets have always been together Mm -hmm. in people's conversations Mm -hmm. and the way they view the church, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
at least in non-believers and even some Christians and how they speak of the church, you usually hear these words, you know, traditions, mm -hmm. uh, secrets, right? And this is just yet another film that puts the church, puts Christianity and puts God kind of in a bad light. Yeah. Maybe not so much Christianity because this is not what we believe in. And as Christians, we know the truth. Mm -hmm. But from the perspective of the non-believer and those who go and fill these you know, movie theater seats who don't have this background, this just further fuels the idea of, well, this is exactly why I don't go to church. And this yeah. is exactly why, you know, religious people are crazy and they're weird. And, you know, because of movies like this. And it's unfortunate, you know, like I said earlier, that this movie will probably do better or get better traction and uh, ratings than Overcomer. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's also unfortunate for people that identify as Pentecostal evangel evangelical where, you know, people will now assume, oh, so you're a snake handler or, oh, you, you know, do these weird rituals and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it is unfortunate because that is what's getting projected um, out there to a certain extent, you know, and that's why it's important. You know, we spoke about this on our last podcast that as Christians, we go out and, you know, we show who we are, who we truly are, and we share, you know, the word of God and we share what God can do in other people's lives and be, you know, authentic and transparent and, you know, real because that's what is going to impact other people, you know, because while you have other uh, media or other ways of technology and information influencing a certain narrative or what it means to be a certain type of Christian, you can be the narrative that says, no, it's not like that. You know, yeah, there are a group of people that maybe are snake handlers and that's, you know, the thing that they decide to flow their boat, you know, but that's not everybody, you know, not everybody is that way. Not everybody, you know, does that. And, you know, you have to be the voice of uh, that's out there counteracting these other voices that are trying to put stereotypes on Christians. Yeah. And um, I believe that there are, you know, certain opportunities that Christians do get to, you know, uh, fight against those stereotypes mm -hmm. and prove those things wrong and those assumptions, um, whether it is through social media, through podcasts and blogs. And recently, um, you know, you may all have heard of the Instagram, you know, page, The Shade Room, mm -hmm. right? For some people, that's like your source of news, right? Where you find <laughs> things out. Um, so the shade room, the, uh, owner of the shade room or creator mm. of the shade room is actually a Christian mm. and, you know, which is kind of crazy, you know, Christian loving Jesus and on the shade room, we sometimes bash people, right? But she's a Christian and she started, uh, or, you know, was inspired to create kind of a branch off, mm -hmm. you know, from the shade room and it's called the same room, mm. right? And it's, you know, where faith meets culture. So it's pretty much a podcast, a YouTube series, all that. It's a digital talk show. Um, and it pretty much offers authentic, insightful take on unconventional faith-based topics. And they have a bunch of different guests each and every week. And, you know, one of the things that this started way back in March, they released kind of the first episode. And one of the things that I personally enjoyed about some of these is... One, the person, Stephanie Ike, she's the host. Mm -hmm. She's very well-spoken, 
right? Very well balanced in um, how she approaches many of these conversations and how they go about talking about some of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, The very first episode is called Saved and Depressed. So she kind of opens up with the disclaimer saying, this is our guest's story on depression. This is not everyone's story on depression. Um, You know, so if you feel like you do need help or you feel like you need to take certain steps, do it. We're not saying that you shouldn't, you know, things that people should be hearing, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, we don't want the stereotype to be like, oh, you're depressed. Oh, you don't need that. This is what you need. You need to pray 47 hours straight and do yeah. this, you know, go jump in this rip, right? So she <laughs> pretty much said, um, you know, at the beginning of that episode, she kind of gave that disclaimer. So she talks about, you know, a lot of issues that uh, faith and culture can kind of come together mm-hmm. and give their perspectives on it. And um, I was very taken back listening to this, watching this one, because she knows the word, you know, Mm -hmm. the host. And I just think it's awesome that there is this opportunity for people to see true Christians Mm -hmm. um, that they have as guests, you know, come in and have the opportunity to share their faith. Mm -hmm. You know, their last episode, they featured Kirk Franklin, you know, and Right now, Kirk has the opportunity, you know, in this episode to make sure that he represents Christ the Mm -hmm. way he should, that those who are listening um, can leave there like interested, engaged and wanting to research or wanting to go to a church or listen to the music he's talking about or listen to these things. So I think that, you know, when it comes to Christianity and culture and faith and culture, you know, we're given sometimes unique opportunities, whether Mm -hmm. it is a Kirk Franklin going to the breakfast club, you Mm -hmm. know, whether it is someone going to the white house, you know, we have these unique opportunities that we need to be prepared and able to answer some of these questions. You know, the episode that featured Kirk Franklin, they asked the question, well is God really good mm-hmm. if he's good and he's a good God why does evil happen in the world and imagine being thrown that question randomly randomly and that's what we're talking about for the next hour mm-hmm. and all you can say is well you know God has a plan and you know we don't know it all the time but yeah you have to be prepared and ready to answer these questions mm-hmm. you know there are people that are tuning in and listening and watching that desperately need an answer and you have this moment you have this platform what are you going to to do with it so some of the topics and episodes that they got into were very interesting talking about god's purpose experiencing the supernatural hearing god's voice they kind of go on a you know vast uh you know trail of topics here you know with different types of of guests they had like actors and certain like Mm -hmm. hollywood you know celebrities um but kirk franklin i can say was probably like the the gospel artist yeah of out of everyone and I was really pleased with his answers and the way he carried himself, how he spoke. I think it's just very important, again, when faith meets culture, you know, you have to carry yourself a certain way and talk a language that people understand, but Mm -hmm. at the same time leave wanting more and leaving, you know, changed and impacted. Yeah. And I think that we, I mean, we've been speaking about this since episode one, maybe uh, over a year ago, where we're seeing this blend where culture and faith, 
is becoming more prevalent and it maybe has a lot to do with social media where we see celebrities are going to worship conferences or you know uh christian conferences and you know you have people like kurt franklin going to the breakfast club or being here um at the same room and you know they're, they're featured in certain posts and all this other stuff or whatever um and we see that as a common thing um and i think that there is a level of uh reservation that sometimes you have which is like mm, i don't know you know i don't know if that's a good thing or that's a bad thing or whatever but i think that what we need to do is use that as an opportunity to understand that speaking about your faith in a public forum believe it or not while it does open you up for certain criticism and stuff like that or whatever is becoming more relevant it is becoming more of a socially acceptable thing you know when you have um you know celebrities you know talking about that they're going on a daniel fast or you have celebrities talking about that you know they're doing bible study you have rappers talking about they're doing bible studies and you know they go on their live and they give you you know uh, they they throwing mini sermons or mini preachings at people or whatever and people are cool with that and okay with that. It's like, all right, let's 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 keep down let's keep going under um down that same uh, track of being like, all right, we need to be out there more. We need to be more visible. We need to be on these platforms. We need to be sharing the word of God uh, because being in the four walls of the church is awesome and effective but it's not as effective as using what we now have at our disposal. So, you know, when we have these people, you know, Kirk Franklin or whoever it is, you know, a lot of people go on the breakfast club, they go on all these different shows and stuff like that or whatever. Um, you know, we have people on good day, good morning America in the morning, you know, they have Hillsong that comes up and, you know, they do their performances and stuff like that or whatever, you know, that's different. And maybe we didn't, we didn't see that 10, 20 years ago, whatever, but all right, let's take advantage of the opportunities and the doors that are opening to share who God is and what he can do and do it wisely. You know, and it's also very important that, you know, when you are given these opportunities that you allow yourself to be sensitive to the voice of God, you know, because not that everyone is like that, but sometimes some things can be a setup, you know, where you can get a question thrown at you where, you know, could throw you throw you off, throw you off your game and you weren't expecting it. And then now you're like, uh, you're like tongue tied or whatever. That's why it's important that you also you know, be like, all right, Lord, I'm doing this or I'm using this platform, or whatever. Help me be effective and help me know what words to put out there. And this is across the board because, you know, obviously we're not all going on Good Morning America, right? At I'll least be not there yet, tomorrow. Right? No, so. <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of times that's not our platform, but that doesn't mean we don't have a platform. Yeah. You know, this could be a conversation with your coworker yeah. and they get at you with, oh, I know you're Christian. I've been thinking about this. What do you think about this? Mm hmm. And it's the most embarrassing thing for you to be like, well, let me get back to you. You know, again, you're showing your humanness that we don't know all things. You know, you don't want to pull out an answer, you know, from the air. But we should be ready and should be prepared that when the culture does meet faith yeah. and the culture comes to us, you know, it's funny because that's how I, I heard a preacher one time say that, that the culture will at times go to you, mm -hmm. you know, and the culture will go to you because they recognize that there's something there. They recognize mm -hmm. that, you know, there is something in you that, that has a response and answer or something that you can give, you know? So it's almost like when the culture comes to you and you're presented with an opportunity how are you going to handle it? Mm -hmm. You know, how prepared are you? You know, did you study 
the word? Do you know the word? Are you able to give, you know, certain type of evidence of what you're saying? And it's just really important that in these moments where our faith is being, you know, confronted with culture and whether it's through a question a post whether it's through something that we see that we have some type of (laughs) well-educated response Mm. well thought out prepared response um to defend our faith and answer those questions Mm -hmm. you know so um i think a podcast a, a series like the same room you know it has the platform already of the shade room mm-hmm. that has millions of followers so i'm sure that a lot of those followers are connected to the same room and listening and watching and tuning in maybe out of curiosity and again in that moment of them tuning in just because it's something from the shade room or something they posted you really don't know what god can do mm-hmm. in that moment you know um but i would have been really disappointed if someone like a kirk franklin would have went on there and really didn't represent christ mm-hmm. in the way he should have you know uh kirk has a certain platform that he's been blessed with and given but we all have platforms yeah. you know for us it's our jobs it's our school it's you know our, even our church and mm-hmm. the people that walk through our church it's the kids ministry the youth ministry whatever it is you know are you representing Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, are you prepared to give an answer when questioned about something or when asked about something? So I think if we really want this, you know, idea of faith and culture to really blend, obviously faith needs to overcome, overpower, overshadow, you know, culture. Because there may be certain things in culture that are against what we believe and are against the mm-hmm. faith, you know? So how do we handle those moments wisely? How do we handle those moments effectively? You know, it's just something that we should all think about. Yeah. Think about be educated on and also be understanding, you know, there's conversations that happen at my job all the time. And, you know, at my job, we have people that are, of you know, different denominations, different faith people that, you know, believe in God, but don't actively serve him and stuff like that. And, you know, there's, there are times, excuse me, where we're having conversations and my opinion may differ from theirs or their opinion may differ from mine. And I don't get into a, 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 a screaming match with them about, no, you're wrong. I'm the right one. This is no, it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I see your point of view. I may not agree with it because this is what I believe and okay with that. And you can continue to have those conversations. I think that's very important that we do that, that, you know, that the people that are maybe not believers feel comfortable with coming to you because even though you may not agree with what they're saying, they feel that you are listening to them. And you yeah. understand them because then they'll, re- you know, they'll reciprocate the same thing. They'll listen to you and they'll understand you as well. We can't always go with this hard, you know, um, definitive. No, you're wrong. You know, you have to listen to me. Um, there's a way to stand your ground, be biblically sound. Know that what you're saying is what is right, but do it in a way that is effective as well. And take advantage of these moments where, you know, there are podcasts like this or videos like this that are released, whether it is Kirk Franklin on The Breakfast Club, you know, or, you know, T.D. Jakes on The Breakfast Club or whoever it is, you know, doing what they're doing. Take advantage. And this, again, could be a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I posted a clip of Kirk Franklin at The Breakfast Club on my Instagram when I saw that. And, you know, I noticed that there were a few people that, you know, wrote like, whoa, I didn't know like he went on there or I didn't see this or Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they had 
had people like that. You know, again, you have people that may listen to The Breakfast Club, be engaged with them, and now, you know, this is an even greater opportunity for them to listen to something that actually has value to it and worth, and, you know, there's life in, in everything that's being said. So um, just a challenge for us, you know, in these next few weeks or in the next week, just try to, you know, prepare yourself and ready yourself to answer some of these questions or, yeah. you know, if we know that something is really popular and big in culture right now, how do you respond as a Christian to what's going on around you? Mm -hmm. You know, so always kind of being ready with that answer and uh, prepared to, to really represent Christ the right way. Yeah. And it's important that we know what is happening around us in our culture, in our country, state or whatever, you know, we can't walk around oblivious to what's going on and, you know, educate yourself, be in tuned, uh, listen to what's happening. Um, because on top of the fact that we're supposed to be serving God, we're all supposed to be people that intercede for our neighbors, for our community, for our church, for our friends, for our family, for everything. And how can you do that when you're not aware or you're not in tune in what's, what the need is and what's happening around you? So it's very important that you are up to date and aware of what's going on. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can reach us at our social media platforms. Yes, follow us on Instagram, God Life Culture Podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well. Um, and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're listening to us right now and have not subscribed, go subscribe to us. Yes. If you're listening to us and have not left a review or a rating or have hit that five stars that you can hit there, <laughs> right? Go do that right now. We're so thankful and appreciative of you your support yes yeah, so once again thank you for going and listening to us on the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye